0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Flight Podcast. My name is Jacob Shanker. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Shut up and sit down.
1: Today is a very special episode, as we have our second guest consecutively, a good friend, Mahan, who enjoys watching sports just as much as we do. How have you been doing, Mahan? I'm swell. How about you
0: guys? I've been
1: doing pretty good.
0: Doing good. So, Mahan, as most of the week two games in the NFL have been completed, I want to know which game this week has been the best for you to watch.
2: Well, as a Giants fan, I'm always going to say that the Giants have been the best to watch. I mean, I watch football from a fantasy and a betting perspective. But if it's, you know, strictly for pleasure, I I love watching Danny Dimes. And although I want to break his legs, Saquon too.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. I remember what, I watched that game today, and that ending was insane. I was on my feet, and it was sad seeing them lose. It was really sad. I definitely think if Saquon wasn't injured, I think we would have won. Another game for me, though, that was a lot of fun to watch was the Steelers and Broncos game because they just kept going at each other, and that Steelers defense is just insane. They're nuts. But Drew Locke was leading that Broncos team to a comeback, but it wasn't good enough because that Steelers defense is way too good for them.
1: So Those were great. My, my favorite game was the Chiefs-Chargers game with that field goal ending with Harrison Butker, making his, like, like career-long mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then an OT finish. That was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a crazy game.
2: I mean, to be fair, Mahomes was a show out, though, win the Chiefs game. I mean, this guy put up fantasy points for days. He played out of his mind. It's like typical prime Mahomes, you know. So, I mean, from that perspective, you get an interesting game and a great finish. Uh, You know what? I'm going to change and say that if I wasn't so biased and partial towards the Giants, I'd probably say the Chiefs Chargers was by far the most interesting game to watch.
0: Yeah, that was a really good game. It was a really good ending. But I feel like for me, this may be a hot take, but I don't really see Patrick Mahomes doing as well as he did MVP season or even last season because you see the uh, Chiefs using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a lot and using that running game a lot more than their passing game. I still think he's going to be the best quarterback in the league. I just don't think they're going to be using him as a, a passing, like passing as much as he normally does.
1: Well, they're obviously going to go to the play style that's going to make them better. They're not going to, like, try and just – they're not going to make Mahomes throw up passes, like, force him up.
0: Well, he doesn't need to force him up. He has so many options. Yeah, he has Tyree Kills, Travis yeah. Kelsey. But now they're using the run game more than they did. Last year, Damian Williams, he got a couple carries and didn't get a lot. But Clyde Edward helaire he's getting a lot of carries. What's your thought
2: on that, Mahan? Well, you know – I like to think of Mahomes' game as almost like a Madden-Lamar-Jackson play style, and I know that sounds funny, but you see Lamar, a lot of people like to use him and roll out left and then draw the defensive ends towards you and free up a running back or receiver and make that pass upfield. So, you know, while they use Clyde a lot, I do feel like I've been seeing Mahomes roll out and make passes on the run or make these really, really tough reads that you haven't seen last year. So, you know, I don't think it's, like, as showy, but I definitely think his overall technique and football IQ has improved to this season. Like, you can see the hours of practice. Yeah,
1: also I've, don't forget that Mahomes had 50, 54 yards rushing on six carries and Clyde with Hilaire had 10 carries and 38 yards. So Oh, easily. Mahomes, I mean, you can see the
2: speed, the versatility, the run yeah, game. Ma- all there. I think
1: Mahomes – as one of the strongest all-around games. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, I think, was most all-around. But yeah. Mahomes can throw it far. He can rush it. He can, he can do it all.
0: I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league. But I think that the Chiefs' offense is a bit shifting more than it did last year. It's a bit shifting more towards a run play rather than just throwing the ball. Obviously, they're going to be passing a lot. But I can see them rushing a lot more throughout the season. I mean, even though Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't have the best rushing game today, when he was against that Texans, he was
2: nuts. And I definitely. He was great. A lot more games like that throughout the season. You know, I think because last season they saw a lot of Mahomes, the Chiefs are deciding to almost diversify their portfolio by opening up the run game because at one point you become too predictable because if you're leaning on Mahomes that much, he's going to get sacked. They're going to send, you know, four or five men pass rush and you're not going to be able to get a pass off at that point if you're going up against a really good pass rushing team. If Cam Jordan or Khalil Mack is screaming down in your face, then realistically, no matter if you're Mahomes or not, I don't think you're getting away from that. So you need to open up a new passage of getting yards. Yeah,
1: switching it up is always a good idea. Yeah, yeah. As there have been a lot of injuries this week, what teams do you guys think have been the most effective?
0: Affected.
2: Well, uh, so for one, uh, as I said, I'm a big fantasy guy. I had Michael Thomas as my main first rounder, and it really hurt to see him out because even in the game before he got injured, Breeze wasn't targeting him as much, and he kind of went bust. Then he got injured, and I saw that they were leaning on the run game, and they were kind of dormant. I mean, offensively, they were still putting up tons of points. They were blowing out their team's but I wasn't noticing the same fire under their bottoms as I've seen previously. So I definitely think MT was a huge injury, I think, for the Giants' Saquon. It goes without saying. Yeah. He's one of those show-out players. You can't dispute that he is integral to their offense.
0: Yeah, um, I had Al Kamara yeah. on my team. Yeah. Um, for fantasy. And, yeah, I saw Drew Brees throwing the ball a lot to Alvin Kamara. I mean, obviously, they have Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. But Michael Thomas is that guy. He was that number one guy for Drew Brees last year where he would just consecutively throw the ball to him. And now he's not there for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, I think for me, the team that has is going to have the most struggle with all these injuries is the 49ers. Because especially today with Raheem Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured, Hopefully they're not out for too long, but this is stacking up on that list with Nick Bosa, Tevin Coleman, D Ford, George Kittle. I mean, who knows how long these guys are gonna be out for? I mean, this is gonna definitely impact them a lot.
1: Yeah, um, the forty nine are definitely again like, and it kind of sucks because Raheem Mostert had nineteen points for fantasy in the second quarter. And I was I was yeah. watching through Fantasy Cast and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's doing so good. Yeah. And then he got injured and then they said he wasn't coming back, and I'm like, damn.
0: Yeah, he had a great game last year, last game. Yeah, five 25 points.
1: points on fantasy, and he, and he was just doing it all.
0: Yep. Yeah, he did. He did great. I mean, yeah. there, there was a lot of injuries today.
1: Oh my, yeah, it's, like, I mean, it's, it's weird.
0: Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Chris Godwin, um, Drew Locke. Like, there was a ton of players that got injured. It was crazy. All right, let's let's uh, let's shift over to basketball. So, Mahan, I know that you're a big basketball fan just like me and Andrew are. So, so
2: far in these playoffs, who do you think has been the best player? All right, so I will say that I'm a little bronze sexual. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm a diehard a Knicks, die Knicks fan, and I like to think of myself as a bigger ball fan than I am a football fan. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Lakers – I got to say, AD and LeBron are consistently putting out points. I think their role players are a little questionable at times. If you're like me, you've been screaming at your TV when you see Kuz, KCP, Danny Green. You know, they've had some games where you're like, why are you a professional basketball player? But I definitely think the Lakers are coming out the gate swinging. Although I do think the Nuggets are also formidable, you know. You have Jamal Murray with that special kind of takeover. Jokic is doing his thing. I mean, you have two superstars on each team, and I really don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a toss-up for sure.
1: Andrew, yeah, to- totally, totally agree with you. The best player, LeBron James. I, I, he's he's been phenomenal. Like,
0: I know it's hard he, for you to say, Andrew.
1: It is hard for me I to say. I know you don't
0: like LeBron that much.
1: Yeah, you're the reason I don't like LeBron. <laughs> um, LeBron has been phenomenal. He's De- right now, he's. I still think that when Kevin Durant comes back, Kevin Durant's going to be the best player in the world. But obviously, without Kevin Durant, LeBron is the best player in the world. LeBron has been phenomenal, and even he didn't even need to have a good game for the Lakers to win. And uh, obviously, LeBron's impact is through the roof. So, I mean, with
0: yeah, no, Sorry, you go. No, I mean, I was just going to say, yeah, LeBron James. It's it's clear. There's no other player I mean obviously first round everyone was saying Kawhi some people may have said that even through the second round that it was still Kawhi but obviously now
1: well, well it was Kawhi point. in the first round without doubt it
0: was but after that second round absolutely not because that was the biggest one of the biggest chokes of NBA history and we saw that I mean another player that also has been doing really well is James Harden Anthony Davis those guys have been doing well but nothing like lebron he's been leading that team having great impact doing really well all around offensively and defensively shooting well i mean the real the only bad thing i would say obviously is those free throws and he could be getting a bit less turnovers but he's he's getting the ball a lot he's ball he's using the ball a lot so he's going to have turnovers so but overall yeah and to what you said andrew about kevin durant no <laughs> I mean yes I, for me Kevin Durant is the second best in the world I still think LeBron is and I know you don't like to use this Andrew but with age and I know you think age doesn't matter but it really, it really
1: does doesn't matter. like it all right really are you really gonna does. say that age makes LeBron better than Kevin Durant it doesn't make it him
0: is. better it shows yeah it it makes him it makes his argument better for why no, he's better than Kevin Durant he's that is for leader. the goat conversation it's not for it's who's not, the best, best player in the world person. All right, Mahan, I want to hear your thought. Who do you think is better? In the When Kevin Durant comes back, do you think he'll be better than LeBron?
2: Let me tell you. Durant, he's a lanky guy, seven foot, right? He's a skinny guy, so he's got that agility. He's got that height. He still has a post game. His defense is solid, but Braun is just that much better. Braun has that mass. You know, he's a stronger guy. You'll take him in the post on defense and on offense. He's guarding a center chase down advantage he can put up his points he can shoot the three selectively you don't get that much versatility in kd kd you're expecting what's coming you're expecting a hezzy, maybe you know uh, a couple dribble moves and he's gonna pull from deep with lebron you don't know where he's going and that shiftiness is lethal and we've seen this i mean you can get to lebron from so many different ways uh you've seen the highlight reels caruso throwing one up to Braun, big big slam you know LeBron taking it on his own, going inside. He's been using a lot of those spin layups. He's just got so many moves, and KD doesn't have that. He's also really susceptible to injury, and LeBron is not like that. LeBron missed a bit of last year, sure, but LeBron is still just a better player overall. 100%.
0: 100%. 100%. Just think about it like this. LeBron can do pretty much everything and do it well. He can do it so six
1: can KD, and don't forget, LeBron is going to be 36 years old. And at 35,
0: he's still the best player in the league. Giannis was the best in the regular season. LeBron was the best in the playoffs. And LeBron was still second best in MVP voting. Some people thought he should have won MVP, but he was second. And that's still amazing to be second at 35 and being the best in the playoffs at 35? Come on. Against Kawhi and Giannis?
1: Still worse than Michael Jordan, by the way. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: Wow. Appalling. (laughs) Appalling. appalling wow still
1: worse than Michael Jordan
0: absolutely not not at all but save that for a later date yeah
1: I I will I will completely take you down on this conversation next time
0: (laughs) no way no yes we're, we're gonna have a vote after after that we're gonna let everyone else decide to see who they thought had the better argument I'm gonna assume Mahan you think LeBron is better
2: than MJ let me tell you you know, there was this debate about Brittany Griner versus DeMarcus Cousins. I'm sure you, if you're a basketball <laughs> fan, you've seen it. And Brittany Griner's coach said that he would take out a mortgage on his home and sell that home, take all the money, and put it on DeMarcus Cousins. Now, if we, if we just compare this and we put LeBron and MJ in that place, I'm selling my entire family on the black market, selling my crib, moving to a different state, and putting all the money I have on LeBron. Thank you. He can do it better than MJ, and he's playing against way steeper competition. I'm sorry. You can argue for you know, who MJ played against some strong teams, but right now you have more players on different teams that can just heat up. And that's
1: not arguable. Different competition. Reggie Miller's Pacers stopped in him alone. No competition. He's going up against Murray and Jokic. Are you telling he's going me that Murray is
2: far more than that, and he's defeated far the more? The Rockets,
1: than that. the Trailblazers. Are you telling Are you telling me that these Houston Rockets were better than those Pacers and I'm, that Jazz?
2: Have you seen Dame? Dame was putting up fifty point games consistently. Dame
1: didn't play in Game Four and Five.
2: Right, but Dame is still a, Dame was still a threat in the regular season and in the beginning of that series. You still have Murray and Jokic because yeah, and credit he... to them, they're playing out of their minds. Think about he it like
0: was. this also, look Andrew. People kept saying that LeBron was playing in a weak east uh, and LeBron, he was. Okay, ex- okay, he may have. He goes to the west. What happens his um, second year, 35 years old, leading that Lakers team to the number 1 seed. What happened his first guess year? What at happened? Lakers? Guess guess Le- guess what, what happened? happened? What happened Katie first- Thompson got have- injured? Steph Curry got injured. KD went to the east. Okay, you still Kawhi Leonard went back to the west. That still doesn't matter. Curry
2: is nothing without KD, and even though he's injured, Curry is he, nothing
0: without KD. Yes. Are you
1: kidding me? He's the third yes. best point guard of all time.
2: I'm sorry, KD carried that Warriors team. Hot take. It's my. It's the truth. I think carried. So. Yes.
0: I don't On know about and I
2: don't know about him being nothing. But I mean, you are
1: crazy, Mahan. You are a crazy man.
2: Well, <laughs> maybe nothing is a little too harsh. I'm not a big Curry fan. I'm actually a big Curry. Not a hater, but, you know, I'm skeptical of the guy. I love Curry. So I Look at Curry, he's man. A, he's a flight man. The flight podcast, love of flight. Exactly. What we all do for him. But as I was saying, like, you know, I really think Curry wasn't as – KD was definitely an integral part of that team. Curry's a great point guard. You know, he has a great game. The best and in the league. Defense is questionable. I don't think that's arguable. He's, he's a small guy. Bad defender.
1: Yes, it's, it's questionable at times, he's but he's not guy. bad yet.
2: He's a smaller guy, skinnier guy. He, he's not in the weight room, you know. He's getting posted up. It's an easy buck. You're definitely not having him guard some of these show-out point guards. While he's the person you want to guard, you're definitely not making him guard the other standout point guards and, you know, the other players in this league. So what I will say is that his game could definitely use some tweaking. If I'm taking an overall player, regardless of position, it's going to be Braun over Curry. It's going to be definitely a bunch of other players that I think are way more formidable. Well,
1: well, yeah, because LeBron is the best player in the world. He's, mm-hmm. he's just better than Curry.
2: the best player of all time, sorry. I mean, yep. oh yeah,
1: that's Think no, about it
2: like this Also, that
1: Very quick scoring update, by the way. The Nuggets have 73. The Lakers have 78. LeBron has had two points in 10 minutes in the third quarter. He
0: also had 20 points in the first half.
1: Yeah, two points I'm in a quarter. Saying,
0: just saying, you had 20 points in the first half. Doesn't matter. LeBron can, and the game's not over yet.
1: Your GOAT scored less than... 20 points, two times in the playoffs. And then had a 10-point game and a 15-point game. Oh, wow. Just, just letting you know.
0: And man's also had a 50-point game in the finals. Think about 2018. that. And he got outplayed by Kevin Durant in the rest of those games. So, another thing, the last thing I want to say about this LeBron and, and being in the West, last year the Lakers were much worse than the Lakers this year. And it's known. The impact he had was Insane! And You saw when before his injury they were like the third seed. When LeBron got injured for a month, they dropped down to tenth.
1: Yep, and and LeBron really? came back after the All Star break. He played around twenty games, and he was under five hundred in those games. I don't care he that
2: injury. An uh, injury oh, does things to a player that are in. Michael Jordan
1: tore or, or broke his foot. He came back, played seventeen games, helped. 14 games, actually. They were the 10th seed. They got to the 8th seed. Michael Jordan dropped 63 points. What
0: year was MJ in? Second. What year was LeBron in? 16. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. A a broken foot is a bigger injury
1: than a strained groin.
0: Being 14 years older, that does a lot on his body, playing 16 in the NBA versus playing, what, one and a half until when MJ got injured?
2: That's I'd also like to add that injuries, nevertheless, like coming back from an injury based on what you were saying about Braun. I mean, one of the biggest examples of a post-injury bust, and I'm sorry to say it, is Derrick Rose. And I think no one can argue with that. The yeah. injury ruined his career. You don't look at him and you say the youngest MVP ever now. it's definitely, well, he He's definitely not the same. And Braun, no matter how small the injury is, it affects your game. It has to. You come back from resting, you haven't practiced, your shot isn't right, you haven't played against that really stiff competition. Remember, you're a professional basketball player. In any sport, an injury will mess up your game. So I don't think it's fair to compare LeBron post-injury versus pre-injury. You know, it's not a fair assumption.
0: Yeah. All let right. right, let's, let's move on. So as obviously we know about the Clippers losing that 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets, what do you Less think, Mah- yeah? What do you think, Mahan? The Clippers need to do in this offseason to get farther in the playoffs?
2: Well, I'd like to joke and say that the Clippers need both pathetic peas. So we need Siakam and, uh, Col- and sorry, um, Paul George. Unfortunately, life's not a joke. So I think the Clippers can do a couple things and you know you've been seeing a lot of memes i think everyone has on instagram about <laughs> the clippers trying to dump paul george off in a trade and no team will ev- no no team out of the 32 will want him i mean he came back a little bit at the end of that series he dropped like what 30 points in th- 30 some odd minutes i will say though that that isn't good enough because the rest of these playoffs were abysmal he was awful I mean, this guy has the nick- had the nickname Playoff P for a specific reason, his performance in the playoffs. And if you can't uphold the very thing that you're good at, then what are you as a player? You know, you're a bust. And so I think if, you know, realistically, they can dump off Paul George, I think there are many different players, even role players that you can have in his position, because at this point, he's not a superstar anymore. He's not even a role player. He's a detractor. He's a liability. You need someone who can fit that and score consistent points without being a complete liability and a turnover machine. Someone to help feed Kawhi, because I think Kawhi on his own is a machine. And the rest of the team really can play Zubak, a great role player, definitely. You have Lou Will, best six man, I stand by that. He had a little bit of a shaky time during these playoffs but Lou Will is still a great six man off the bench you know they have a great team so I think just dumping off Paul George for one would be the best bet here
0: I I mean I know that's a big hot take because Paul George used to be one of the top players but I mean realistically how he's been in the past couple playoffs I kind of agree with you I mean I want to like they should see what options there are for the Clippers I mean he, he just hasn't been the same since the 2014 playoffs. He hasn't been that player you want to rely on to try and help, whether he's the first or second option, to try and get you the chip. We saw this year. We saw last year with the Thunder. I mean, it's he's just hasn't been that guy. No matter how good he is, he just I don't think he will be the same no matter what team he's on. I think that the Clippers should pick up a big man they need a big man a player that's like bam out of bio a player that can score a player that can defend both the post and the perimeter and he's just a guy that can do it all get the rebounds he will be a perfect fit for the clippers as the biggest liability that the clippers need is a big man and i think he will help them tremendously
1: i think they need to get rid of mantras harrow i think that he's a six mm-hmm. foot seven center extremely undersized I think that if they wrapped a trade package around, or because Bam Adebayo is a free agent this year, they could trade away for cap space, and they could, they could possibly make a run at Bam Adebayo. Although Bam Bam is going to want that big money, but it's a chance. I think that, I think that if Bam was playing on the Clippers, the Clippers would probably be in the conference finals because Bam would be. Yep. Bam I think is the most versatile defender as a center. Besides, obviously, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I think that Bam Adebayo would have been a great defender for Jokic. And I think that the Clippers would have been in the conference finals with Bam. Because look look at his impact on the Heat right now. Doing great. And Trez Harrell didn't... He, he wasn't really that good. I I think that now that his value is at his highest because he won that six-man-of-the-year award, they should trade him away.
2: You know, honestly, I have to agree with Jacob on this one. I think... If they can get, you know, a power forward or a pure big man, uh, the kind that I'm thinking of is like an AD shooting big man play style who's also good in the post, or maybe a Duncan Robinson who's just a lanky mofo, but, you know, he's act- he can actually shoot the three. Um, Duncan a player Robinson like plays that... at the
1: two, though. Sorry? Duncan Robinson plays at the two, though. I
2: know. I just think that he's not necessarily a big man, but you want height because right now what they may be lacking in is rebounds and sort of a defensive player. But also, if you're trading away Paul George, right, which is why I mentioned Duncan Robinson playing at the two, you need a shooting threat. You need someone who can actually go out there and create their points as opposed to being that kind of screen machine or like a pick-and-roll monster. So I think if you get the mix of both, you have D-Rob playing at the two, or you have, um, sorry, uh, cut off a little bit, You have Durol playing at the two, or you have um, a pure shooting big man. It could be really good for the team.
0: Yeah, I think that would definitely help. I mean, I think both could help. I think what the Clippers need is a mixture of both. They need a player that can help – a big man that can help them defend and get the rebounds. And then they also need a scorer. They need another scorer to pair up with Kawhi. I think looking for options – for Montres Hale, and maybe even Lou Williams to see what both of them can bring. I mean, obviously, it's going to decrease their depth, but that's going to help their team tremendously, especially if they can pick up any players in the off-season. And Patrick Beverly, if you can get a, a, another point guard to or, or a shooting guard, that'll definitely help them because they, they could use another shooter on their team. Yeah,
1: and they also need a playmaker at a point guard position. Because Patrick Beverly is not a phenomenal playmaker. Great defender, not a great playmaker.
2: Yeah.
0: That's all for today, everyone. Thanks for being on our show,
2: Mahan. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate
1: it. No problem, Mahan. Feel free to comment down below what your thoughts on this week in football was and what topics you'd like us to talk about in the next podcast. See you guys next time.